Okay, what, what genre are we doing? We're doing teen parties, Tom. Teen parties. Yeah, and I had to um, I had to do the title post twice. Yeah, <laughs> why? <laughs> because I didn't get any responses to the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, because as it turns out, so I'm not... Technically, part of my job is to do social media stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, and, to, and to kind of keep up on, on, on what... You what know, social media can do. What social media can do. What the what the world around is. What what the world around it is doing. And what yeah. the, the various landscape is, I suppose. Um, but what I didn't know was that one of the words you could put onto a uh, uh, onto a post that makes it reach absolutely no one <laughs> is is the word horny. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> and I was um, and I was posting about teen party movies, so it seemed like an obvious descriptor. <laughs> you'd be you'd be right in that, but also I described them as a weird, horny problem. Yeah. <laughs> movies, like the, the aim of the post is to get people to comment, <laughs> and because because it reached no one. That's why you had to redo it. I had to uh, just copy it, <laughs> delete the word horny, yeah. and call it a weird problem. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's much better, <laughs> if anything. It's, just, it's a much better it's, description of uh, of all the all the teen party movies. No, I think it's I think it's a worse description of teen party movies, but it is one that's going to reach more people. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. They are, a, they are, and I'll stand by this. They are a weird, horny problem <laughs> um, that, we, that we don't, as a society, necessarily need. Yeah, <laughs> like you're not a big fan of the teen party movies. Then I take it. Uh yeah, no, I mean, like, I think they have about as much. Um, there was a time once, I think, maybe where like funny people were writing them. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but but here's the thing: mm. those funny people still needed another sort of ten years in the industry to <laughs> to start writing about something that wasn't weird and horny. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you referring to like American Pie? Yes. Um, uh, road trip. Road trip. Uh, and your road trip. The yeah. the sequel. Uh, like Van Wilder. Even, oh god, yeah. Like uh I think I brought it up last time we did team party movies, but mm. like um the film that put Ryan Reynolds on the map for yeah, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. Not not Blade Trinity. Not Blade Trinity, no, no. <laughs> about the same time though. Yeah, about, yeah. I think it was in his ripped phase. Yeah, two early 2000s Van yeah. Wilder, I believe. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how you can watch Welcome to Wrexham, yeah. and go. There's a film where that guy jokes off a dog <laughs> to fill in some declares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hate that. Hate yeah. that you brought that back into my mind. It's a horrible, horrible scene. Yeah, from a very average movie. From what I remember, I've not seen it for years. They're all pretty bad. Like that's the yeah. thing. I mean, even um, thing is, day off. Um, Ferris Bueller's, Ferris day, Bueller's off. day Off. Thingy's Day Off. Thingy's yeah, Day yeah. Off. As a, as a teen movie, it's not really a, there's not really a party in it. But... I don't know. I think Ferris has a party in it. 
He is a party. Isn't he, he is a party. Yeah. He's he's a human party. Yeah, it keeps um, on partying. But, but like all of them, they uh, like there's there's positives to them, and that that one, uh, you know, certainly has some. Mm. Um, but like, really, when it comes down to it, the, the specific the, the subgenre really got honed out of it during the eighties and late eighties and 90s, early nineties. Yeah, was. No, I would say like the late 90s, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was like post-rave era 90s. Mm. Um, where, like, essentially what they were courting was shock value. It was post-Scream. Yeah, It was yeah. post, like, uh, or around could, the time of Scream. The, they, those were movies, I remember them uh, being advertised when I was a kid. Like, you've got to see this movie. It has this scene in it. Yeah. It has the scene with the pie. Yeah. It's... It has the scene... With the with the dog eclair, it's too hot for TV. It's, is what they were saying. Yeah, it's you know. too hot for TV. Yeah. You've got to go. So I think what we've got to do <laughs> this week, Matt. Yeah, I think you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> we've got to pitch a scene in every one of these movies. That's absolutely outrageous or outrageous. Yeah, and would and should have brought the the the, the been cut from the movie or, or, or taken the movie off the rails. It's like we can't not cut it from the movie. This is what people are going to talk about. <laughs> this is what people are going to talk about and, and yeah. like tell your friends to go see this movie. Yeah. It's like um, the gross-out movie, isn't it, really? Kind of a gross-out movie, or it's like, um, you know, out- it's, it's, outrage- it's outrageous behaviour. Yeah. And that's the thing... But that's the thing that was in, like, uh, uh, Teen Beach Party or whatever the, uh, <laughs> um, uh, the the name but, of the movie is that I used for the title post. Yeah, yeah. Which had some absolute cracking uh, quotes from the trailer, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, for, for instance, the one I used was, um, there's an overwhelming urge uh, for the... Mo- of the... Uh, no wait it, there's an overwhelming surge of the urge to romantically merge <laughs> I, I feel as though we've talked about that before <laughs> I don't know why and the tagline of the movie was this is what happens when uh, uh, 1000 teenagers come together on 500 beach mats um, and uh, like it's and the, the plot yeah. is an anthropologist is just watching them. <laughs> that's, that's the plot. That's it's like a documentary. No, no, it's no. A, it's a it's a kind of carry on style. Like here's an old man, and he's oh, got okay. a sexy assistant, and he's looking through the binoculars uh, <laughs> to see uh, to see like that's the plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and and then there's the scenes where like the his his assistant's like. When you write this this uh, uh, thesis about sex, Doctor, I hope you read it. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's um, baffling. It's baffling and a horny problem. <laughs> this shouldn't have been on anyone's screens, really. Um, but like, point being is that like you know it's been there since back then. Yeah. Of this, just like. Uh, we you won't believe that we're showing people in bikinis. Mm. You won't believe what these people are doing, and and because we're not showing them having sex, but you're gonna Everything see but. a lot of you're gonna see you're gonna assume a lot of lewd stuff has happened. <laughs> it it's like it's 
it's in the same vein as a Carry On movie. Yeah. Just no one is like over 60. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Although like, some of them are not far off. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Some of them pretending to be teenagers are, uh, yeah. uh, are you know, like 45-year-old <laughs> jobbing LA actors. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> uh, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where yeah. the I think it's the person who played uh, Cordelia, I think, was like early 30s yeah in it and supposed to be a teenager yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's, incredible it still happens yeah still happens i think i think you know uh the teenagers in movies are still getting younger but you know like robert pattinson wasn't oh yeah i mean i suppose he was supposed to be 400 or whatever but, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Um... fair enough but <laughs> yeah you got like i think they're getting more cast in that kind of Age I think child now. acting is overall getting better. Yes, is 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 the thing, and so like age, age groups for like these these weird and it's it's also like a a weird cultural obsession, mm. right? Because like college movies, like uh, high school movies, like mm. why do they have this obsession with sex? <laughs> Yeah. Why do, why do we as a culture have an... Obs- I guess it's for people at college. Yeah, yeah. Watching Who... for an aspirational view of what their teenage life is going to be... Their college life is going to be like. Yeah. Um, you know, you make, a, you make a very raunchy 16 movie. Yeah. So that 16-year-olds go and see it because they're going to be like, in college, it's going to be like that. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I'm going to see ladies with a top stuff. So why Monsters University is so popular. Yeah, and it's raunchy. All, all those raunchy monsters. <laughs> what a weird horny problem that is. <laughs> too many horns, if mm. anything. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Far too many horns. <laughs> Monsters University. <laughs> But yeah, it's like... It's... That's, that's what that film was lacking. <laughs> it's a load of horny problems. <laughs> so yeah, like, we've got, we've got rival gangs. Mm-hmm. We've got gross-out scene, which will sell the movie. Like, yep. word of mouth. Yep. We'll go around about a scene. Yep. And... There's, there's always, like, one, like, important... Firstly, the, 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 the characters always low status in some way yeah um and uh very rarely do you see like a jock be the main character yeah, yeah exactly like, and if, and if they if they are it's uh it's very much that they'll be they'll be brought low before the end of the first act yeah the, the exception to the rule being ferris bueller who somehow everyone loves yeah by all intents and purposes is <laughs> a jock yeah, yeah. but He's not. No. Like, I can't imagine him playing American playing, football, playing football or baseball. No, but he'd been something. offered spots in the teams. Yeah. You imagine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, they, they keep asking him to join the, the track and field team. Yeah. But, like, I don't think he joins. No. They mistake it for him being too cool for the team. Yeah. Where, in fact, he's actually a terrible athlete. Mm-hmm. Which is what you get from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, pretty much. Dweeb. He's a real dweeb. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Ferris Bueller. Bad man. Bad man. Yeah. (laughs) Manipulative. Yep. Liar. Liar. Con man. (laughs) Yeah. Toxic. Yeah. He's he's a confidence trickster. He's a toxic. He's got toxic positivity. Yeah. That's yeah. That that is that is right. <laughs> Ferris Bueller is a is a con man with toxic positivity. And I think um, uh, like generally you're gonna see most uh, T movies like 
they have that one relationship that the audience has made. It's got a lot of rom-com tropes. You have that one relationship the audience is made to believe is the most important thing, right? Mm. Is the it, that's the that's almost the driving force. Is that this is the person? This is the girl next door. This is the the person who I wa- I've wanted to be the girl in a next relationship door with. What a um, movie! I, mean, I, I, well, I didn't mean the movie. I meant the trope. But, I, know, I know, I know, but it just comes to mind again. Like, um, but like, yeah, that scene party movie. It's true. Mm. Um, but uh, like, the this is the the person who, I, who I've. Uh, wanted to connect with my whole school life yeah and now here we are at the end of it and we're going off to college there's so many feelings and i'll i'll buy into greg's wild scheme <laughs> for one night of hiring a helicopter yeah for one night if it if it <laughs> means a if it means i can make it across oh, state lines oh you've got to see this movie Matt. <laughs> you've got to see this movie i can't believe a dog gets thrown into a helicopter propeller <laughs> yeah and um uh, but the goth chicks into it ooh <laughs> Yeah, that's the. <laughs> she loves animal cruelty. Yeah, and so they spend the next they spend the next twenty minutes running away from gods <laughs> who love them. Yes, like uh, Hard Day's Night. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there is that. There is that sort of. Um, there's that trope in team mo- team party movies where like you got what you asked for, but it was not what you wanted. Yes. Right, Definitely. like there's the there's the whole oh we're gonna get laid and we're gonna go to this place and then they get into and it's, oh no we went into this party but it's a sex dungeon oh <laughs> yes you know like it's uh, like, Sp- I love that. Spider-Man Far From Home does it yeah yeah <laughs> I was gonna say like the Spider-Man movies very they're like just team movies aren't they yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like yeah there's, there's a party where they break into a swimming pool at night yep yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it's, uh, there's all sorts. There's all sorts of, like, just teen tropes. That's why those those movies were good, because they weren't, like, Marvel movies. It was just teen movies that had some nonsense in it. I want them to make a Ferris Bueller, like, years later sequel. Yeah. Where he is in prison. Yeah. Because he's been finally caught out for his lies. For his cons, yeah. yeah. And then it's, like, Ferris Bueller's day out. Yeah, <laughs> and he really escapes and then ends up returning himself to prison. Yeah, he's like, he's just saying to the rest of the prisoners, "Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it." And then he breaks out <laughs> just to just to get a look at the, at the just, life he once had. Yeah, just a load of japes. Yeah, and but then like realism yeah. hits hard when he's when he finds that that car is still at the bottom of that hill <laughs> and and uh, yeah. the, the family had to there was a that, that that car was collateral on quite a lot of stuff yeah yeah and um uh it they they didn't have the money to replace it that's what tipped over the 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 confidence in his dad's company yeah that went downhill it's uh so his friend is is down and out now. Mm. Can't remember what his name Cameron. is. Cameron. Cameron. He's down and out now. His whole family's ruined. That car yeah. never got removed from that ditch. Yeah. Um, it's overgrown now because he spent 10 years. <laughs> Wait. How old would Ferris Bueller be now? A million years old? 
be about. I was going to say the same age as Matthew Broderick, but I'm pretty sure Matthew Broderick was like 30 in that movie. So yeah, he must be like 60. I don't think Matthew Broderick is like four, 70 years old. Like I'm going to find out how old's I'm Matthew Broderick. Find out how old Matthew Broderick? But you got to do it like if you were going to do a sequel to Ferris Bueller, you'd have to do it like like Train Spotting Two. Or something where it's kind of JP, but also like nostalgic look back on what happened on that day off. Matthew Broderick is sixty-one years old. Wow. Um. So he he would have to be. It would have to be a long sentence. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that car would have been fully overgrown by the financial crimes fraud. He pretends to be the sausage king of Chicago. He does pretend, and and that and the sausage king of Chicago presses charges. Of course he does. He's the sausage king of Chicago. He's royalty. Yeah, he's got he's got a, a, a large a large law arm. <laughs> oh, that waiter. Yeah, that, that waiter fucked up. Yep, but, real bad. Yeah, it's it's hard to resist the charms of a con man of a, of a very persuasive con man. Yeah, yeah, uh, like. I think uh, overall, the arc mm-hmm. of most of these movies is like you got what you wanted, but you didn't. It wasn't what you wanted, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but the journey was the thing that you find along the way. The same as most teen movies, which is to say, you wanted this relationship, you wanted this experience. It wasn't mm. going to be the same without it. Um, uh, we're finally going to get laid. We're finally going to get booze. We're finally going to get whatever. Mm. And then you go on your Odyssey adventure around the houses, trying to make it happen. And it turns out in the end you don't you either get it and it was rubbish or you don't get it and uh, you realise that you had what you are the the core of what you wanted all along because all teen experiences are valid rather than yeah. rather than just the it's, ones we idolise. It's learning what what you thought would be what you thought it would be turns out to be the wrong yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, it's like what you think will bring you happiness won't. Yeah, but you what you least happiness. expect. Yeah, it's all about the friends we made along the way. Using your independence to gain to 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 to, to have those experiences were 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 the real goal. Exactly. Yeah, we That's... could we can write these easy, yeah. easy, easy. What what you what you need paying for? <laughs> Writers. Writers. Yeah. Still going on. The easy that stuff. Strike. You can have you can have so many other jobs. Yeah. Well you're right. Fucking hell. I write for my job. Yeah. Not part of a union. <laughs> well I am, but not, not a writer's union. Because <laughs> I'm not a writer. <laughs> no. But we're we're here here at, at Lives of Pitch Towers, very much the scabs. Yeah, but not like actual scabs. More like scabs on the sort of on the stomach of a of a bloated corpse. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think I think what we contribute to the writer strike is a look into a universe where. These films get made. Yeah, yeah. If if you can imagine any film from the last, that's why the the the, the quality of the podcast has been worse during the strike, is <laughs> because we want really? to. Yeah, we want to show. <laughs> we want to show just how bad it can get. <laughs> what we're doing is supporting the writers. Yeah, strike. yeah, yeah. The quality's <laughs> definitely gone down. Yeah. In in writing. 
I'm the writing sure, quality has definitely I'm gone sure down yeah, right. over the last few episodes. Yeah, it's true. And that's in support of the uh, of the strike. Yes. Yeah. The WGA. So from Rot Originals, we've got DJ Dad. DJ Dad? Yeah. Mm. I feel like we've pitched this before. Probably. Um... <laughs> We have done 430 episodes. Did something, Dad. I'm sure of it. I don't know. Well, this this clearly is the story of a dad who is a disc jockey. Yeah. And plays, like, nightclubs, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. But it's really embarrassing really, for their yeah, kids. It's old, old, old school uh, disc jockeying. Yeah. So when... Um, when these two nerds, who well, like one of them, one of them's dad's this DJ who yeah. DJs in Ibiza and goes all around the world, like this world famous DJ. It's kind of got an about a boy vibe, like yeah. you know, where, where where like they have their own special language with each other. They've got a bond, mm. but like, and 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 let's say uh, she's been tagged around the country you mm. know with him on, on tours yeah but finally she's found a school she likes mm. and so like when he comes back into back into she's finally old enough to sort of look after herself for long enough to 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 be at a high school for long enough yeah he toes back into the country and he's like come on we're gonna do the the scratchy scratchy record dance and then she's like dad <laughs> you know yeah but i think i think she's gonna host a party yeah that's like for nerds. Like these are my nerds. people. Yeah. Pie for nerds. Got loads of board games. Yeah. Loads of loads of sci-fi references. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know what a nerd party is nowadays. Um, <laughs> board games or, or, or board get wall to wall board games and sci-fi references. Tom. <laughs> that's it. That's all it is. That's all it is. And and the dad because yeah. he's advertised it as this world famous DJ yeah like he's going around put out, putting out flyers the same day she is yes of course um, yeah she's asked him whether she can have a party yeah and she meant uh, nice board quiet game, time board games and sci-fi references yeah and he meant a fucking rave yeah yeah it's got a Kind of like an ab fab vibe. Yeah, very to it. much so. Yeah. yeah, he's he's almost cooler than she is, but not in a like she doesn't she because she knows that her friendship group is 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 not in that category. Mm. She knows that it's kind of it's it's almost humiliating to her to be thrust into that into that spotlight, right? Mm. Um, so she's got out all the all the board games ready to play, and she's gonna have just a few people around when suddenly. <laughs> From the basement, which yeah. is a nightclub. Yeah, the basement's uh, been converted into a nightclub, unbeknownst to her. Yeah, yeah. While she was away on a, a bird watching expedition. Yeah. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> the nerd. Um, she he'd, he'd converted the entire basement to. Uh, I I think it's like a kind of like uh sort of familial war. Okay. Almost like like the party, the nerd party is getting louder with sci-fi references and the loudest board games <laughs> you've ever seen. Uh, frustration, well, plunk. It's, it's sort of a Revenge of the Nerds, right? Like yeah. where like it's it's not even that they 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 don't start stepping it up until they're trying to have a nice night. Mm. Dad's doing his rave off on the other side of the house, and then drunk people start stumbling through, knocking over their knocking over their settlers of Catan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
and uh, the the uh, R2D2 R2D2 model. Lego set <laughs> and um, and <laughs> I love how we're describing this dispassionately as if we're not describing ourselves yeah. um, uh, and uh, like they're not knocking him over and go oh, sorry I was just, sorry dude I was just gonna get a, a, a drink of water because I'm on all the drugs forever <laughs> Who is that? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. He just, it whatever, sounds whoever like he, someone. Whoever he is, he lifts his top up. <laughs> <laughs> like it's Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah. Got loads of beads on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry, dude. Oh my God, are you playing Settlers of Catan? <laughs> it's not Owen Wilson. Who is it? <laughs> Who is it? Who's the voice? I don't know. Who who played the who played the turtle in Finding Nemo? That's all I that's that's basically yeah. it. <laughs> it's the turtle from Finding Nemo. Yeah, it's, you know what? It's Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drunk Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a weird cameo. <laughs> It it's a really odd cameo, and and he and Keanu Reeves is the one that they'll eventually take under their wing yeah. during this because um, okay. he gets really excited. He, he gets about really excited about Catan and R two D two model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my God, he's dressed like Boba Fett. <laughs> it's Bob Fett. Bob Fett. Um, I think Carl Urban's the dad. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to be cool, and uh, Bernie Feldstein is uh, the daughter. Yep. Sure. Yeah, she's from Booksmart. Good. And uh, a lot of a lot of other things. But um, yeah, and I think I think basically like as this starts to imp- uh, infringe on them more and more and more, mm. they start to get the idea that like we're gonna have to push them back out of the uh, of the living areas. Yeah. Back down to the to the rave basement. Yeah. And so they start building Lego mechs to like <laughs> Lego to, mech. to, to, hand, to, to scare them back into the thing. Or they try and they try and like spook them Scooby Doo style. They start dressing up as ghosts. Is is there a rule in Settlers of Catan that's like you can push people out of of your hexagon or whatever? I've never played it. <laughs> there's there's hexagons, so yeah, that's yeah. a good start. I know, I've seen it um, played, but never played it myself. You can roll to move the bandit around, and that <laughs> steals their resources. Okay, so yeah. they, they roll a bandit around. Yeah, they roll a bandit around. Roll, what like, what, there's a home invasion. Like, someone's broken into to steal some stuff and they're like get in the there's loads of stuff oh, in there and they what well, yeah what well, well, what they do is they 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 sneak in and they steal the stash of drugs yes they steal because they they're like we've got to steal their resources like in settlers so of Catan. Catan. Yeah, i'm yeah. really wishing i hadn't chosen this particular board game yeah yeah what other board games do you know <laughs> no it's fine i don't know any um <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna roll with it, Tom. They're gonna like we're gonna steal. We've got to steal their resources. Well, they don't have any sheep. What are we gonna steal? <laughs> they can steal the the fluffy white powder. Yeah, that they keep. That's like a using. sheep. Yeah, yeah, and the logs of wood that they keep putting into their mouth and smoking. Yeah, so they go in and they steal their resources yeah. so yeah. That they can't make the longest road. They start mapping the re- mapping the, <laughs> the house out like it's a like it's a board. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and I think the the down and the daughter after after the, this, this huge night, yeah. this huge party, yeah. they're like, we should probably uh 
learn to talk about our problems. Yeah, yeah. Instead of <laughs> partying. Yeah. Instead of yeah. Partying on through. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and and Dad agrees to um, have a build sit, his own nightclub. Dad agrees to sit down and play a board game with his daughter. Yeah. That's that's all it is. Yeah. At the end, at the end, when they're both in prison. Yes. Like in jail, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like in the clink. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're in this, they're being held for their for their wild party that got out yeah. of hand. The police came. When they're in there, that is when she snuck in uh, some board game pieces. And the whole point is, all she ever wanted to do was play a goddamn board game with her dad for a birthday. Yeah, that's that's, that's it. what she wanted at the start. That's it. He's like. What's this rubbish? Oh, no, no. He snuck in the board game pieces. Okay. Because he knows how to sneak things into festivals. Yes. Right? But instead of... And he's like, you know me. I've always got the baggy pocket. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he, he talks about that at the start. Yeah. And in the baggy pocket, he's like, don't worry. I've got the baggy pocket. He's like, dad, drugs aren't going to help at a time like this. And then he brings me like... Who's up for a game of Monopoly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't have to choose that one. Yeah, dad. yeah, yeah. I was going to say like... <laughs> I was gonna say if she brought Satas Catan, that dad's going, What's this isn't Monopoly? It's not a board game. <laughs> Anyone wanna play a game of Istanbul? <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it. They end, end up playing a board game in, in the in the clink overnight. Yep. And it's the best birthday she ever had. Zoom out. Yep. Yep, there we go. Zoom out how? They're in the Zoom out through the bars. <laughs> Zoom out. Okay. See a lot of houses on fire yeah. in the background yeah, yeah, yeah. because the party's got so out of hand. That's it. Yep. Zoom out through the bars, further out, further out, further out, wide shot, house on fire. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yep. <laughs> Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.